0: Thank you for tuning in to the radio program, Warning, with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International and Eagle's Saving Nations. Today, we are going to continue and conclude with a message shared by Dr. Hansen's special guest, Evangelist Pastor Paulette Williams. She shared a poignant message titled, Atmosphere for Change. This was recorded January 6, 2024. Now, let us continue where we left off yesterday. He told me that as a kid, do not live a life of if only or a life of why. He said, that's not how you live your life. You don't live like that. Well, he told me as a kid, so I remember. I remember the lessons and stuff like that because I had a relationship with him as a child. So I remember those life lessons, and I remember not to live like that. But it says you don't live by bread alone. And he was trying to get her into what Jesus was saying in that atmosphere. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, the awesome thing is that she was doing it. There were a lot of widows at that time in that city, but God only sent Elijah to one. God was interested in the fact that she thinks death. Now, I don't think death and the devil can't kill me and I can't put him in the pit. And God don't allow neither one of us. So I know I'll never die. And to the point when God says, okay, get your house in order. It's time to come up. He takes me. I go. Satan can't kill me. He don't have no right. Like I don't have a right to chain him and put him in that pit. He ain't getting a thousand years. He's pit, period. But God don't allow me as much as I'd like to do it. And he don't allow Satan as much as he'd like to do it. He don't get to kill me. I'm not dying. My mother once told me this. It was so funny. My mother once said, Paula, everywhere you go, you're 15 minutes late. Uh. And I was like 16. I was so insulted that my own mother would say such a thing to me. But she didn't lie. Still, the fact that she said it. (laughs) And I'm sitting there, and God, I love it, because you have to listen for the wisdom of God. And God drops this into my spirit. And I said it to my mother, and she fell out laughing. I said, well... It's true, I'm always 15 minutes late. But at least when it comes to my funeral, I'll live 15 minutes longer <laughs> before they have to bury me. <laughs> she laughed so hard. <laughs> Where would that come from? Because inside of me, I was tipped. She said that to me. Mom, don't get on my case. Yes, I'm 15 minutes late, but that's not the point. I get there. And God dropped it to me. Well, that must mean you'll live 15 minutes longer <laughs> than you were scheduled. <laughs> it was so funny. But it was good because you need to listen for wisdom. You need to listen when wisdom is talking. You need to listen. All wisdom comes from above. It comes from God. He'll give you. I love the scripture. Open up your mouth and I'll fill it. And I opened my mouth and said it to my mother, my mother couldn't quit laughing. But it was the joy of the Lord that was my strength. And I said what he said because he said it to me. I said it to her. So you need to listen to wisdom. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that's the one time when Jesus was saying that the three different times he spoke to Satan and said it was written. That one is my favorite because you cannot live by bread. You cannot live by the things of this world. You're in the world, not of the world. You can't live by the things going on in this world. Your citizenship is heaven. And so thereby, you need to live by your citizenship. When I go somewhere internationally, I'm an American. And unfortunately, Americans are very arrogant. They do think (laughs) some interesting things, but I'm an American. So I expect that if I'm an American, America's going to back me, which is why not my favorite person is in office. He left those people in Afghanistan that were American. That didn't go well with me. I'm like, wait a minute. As American and under the constitution of being an American, how would you leave them? Okay, there were those that were helping that were Afghanistan. You also left some of them. But why would you leave the Americans? Why would not bring them back to the American soil? It was interesting how the Christian community scrambled. I think they sent two to three airlines in to get the Americans out after America was gone, after the government of our current president had left everything. And they refused to open up that airport and let the Americans with their passports come and get on those planes that churches and other organizations arranged to have them fly out of there. He refused to let them and he kept that airport closed. But as an American, my citizenship is important to me. So when I go to another country, if I have to, I'll look where the American embassy is because I know where to run to on American soil. But when you don't know who you are, And you don't understand that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And what's going on now may not be God's plan. So what's taken place may be just the devil messing with you because he thinks he can. And he only can for whatever period you allow him or God allows him. But he can only mess with you. Whatever God says is okay. Like the book of Job. I like the book of Job and it's one of my favorite books because of when God comes at the back and he says who he is. And then he says, what have you done lately, Job? And I love Job. goes, oh, woe is me. But I love the book of Job and the lessons. We were messianic at one point. So we have a rabbi, Rabbi Daniel Vargas, Beth Israel, Jewish Ministries International in Hawaii. And he taught us about that scripture that actually when God says, have you seen my servant Job? He said the original Hebrew translation is, it actually says, you have been looking at my servant Job. God didn't ask him, have you seen him? He's righteous. He's this. He's, you know, this kind of a man. He said, you've been looking at him. You've been looking upon my servant Job. He said, that's what it really is. They translated it differently. Have you seen my servant, Joe? He said, no. God was saying to him, you've been looking. Like Peter, Jesus said, Satan wants to sift you like wheat. He said, that's what God was saying. You've been looking at my servant, Joe. So then what did he tell him? You can do this, but you can't kill him. That's why I already know Satan can't kill me. And he would say, oh, even the boils, but you can't kill him. (laughs) Moving on. Man does not live by bread alone. Turn over to John 10. Now see, I want you anywhere you see yourself in any of this, then I need you to realize God's got a plan and a purpose. He knows what to say to you, when to say it, and when to bring it to you. And when he brings it to you, then obey the voice. John 10, verse 4 and 5. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, For they know his voice. Why was that widow woman following Elijah? Could it be that she heard the voice of God? Because he keeps telling her, no, you're not going to make it for you and your son. You're going to make it for me for me. Could it be that she was hearing God? That he was stirring her heart? So if something's stirring your heart and it needs to change, then access God and change it. Just like I want the kidneys now. (laughs) it been years, but I want the kidneys now. <laughs> and he's like, be still. No. He didn't say no outright, but it's like saying no. No, be still. Just wait. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I realize because he says, my sheep know my voice. I finally realized all this hee-hawing that I'm doing every couple of years. There's a reason why he's not immediately doing it like he did the others. There's a reason. Yes. And I said, OK, so just be still and take the journey. And when at the point on the journey that he wants to do it, he'll do it. Obey the voice. My sheep know my voice. Turn back to First King 17 and we're going to look at verse 15. First King 17, verse 15. OK, so we don't live by bread alone. And that's what the widow woman was doing. But by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, and she did, she lived by every word that proceeded out of Elijah's mouth, which was thus saith the Lord, do this. She was doing it. We want to be found faithful. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. How do you take one handful of meal and a little bit of oil? Because you got two fish and five loaves of bread and 5,000 men and women and children. How do you do that? I once had a gentleman come up to me in Hawaii and he said, oh, Pastor Paul, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. And I said, what is that? He said, you know, my uncle died. I said, oh, I'm sorry. And he said, no, no, no. He said, listen, we just told a few people. So we did a small funeral gathering. But when we did it on the day, we had everybody. So we just had a little bit of food. So he said, everybody showed up. My uncle, he helped everybody. He was a Christian. He loved everybody. He did so many different things in his life. He lived a long life. And all these people showed up, even outside, you know, the chapel and everything. There were so many people. And we all looked at each other and said, what are we going to do? We don't have the food. (laughs) So they said, let's just prepare. We'll put out the pans that we have. And when it's done, it's done. If half the people don't get to eat, what can we say? They put out the pans, warmed it up, took the food out. And he said, we all would go out and put it there and serve it. And then we go back in the kitchen to get another pan. He said, and every time we went back in, there were pans. So we just kept bringing pans and bringing pans. And he said, we never stopped to think, how many pans did we bring? He said, in that kitchen, there were pans. And we just kept feeding the people. Because we thought, well, the family's not going to go home with any food after the funeral. You know, oh, we're so sorry, but we're going to feed what people we can. I lied not. He said... Those pans multiplied, and our only thought was get the pan, feed the people. We have so many people. We didn't stop to think. He said, then when we got done, we had pans, and the family got food. He said, God multiplied that food. He said, and all we believed was just to love on the people. We didn't even ask him. (laughs) And he multiplied that food for that funeral. Because what is it? Two fish, five loaves of bread. Just some meal and a little bit of oil. And what did it say in verse 15? It said that all of them ate. Because why? Elijah was saying what thus said the Lord was. What is God saying to you? What is thus saith the Lord saying to you? Do you need a pentadon shift? You need to wipe off your eye gates with the wrong wording that's been spoken of you that made you actually believe and you keep living your life through those eye gates? No, that's not who you are. You are who God says you are. And whatever God does for you, that's what counts. You need an atmosphere shift. You need the atmosphere to change. That lady actually ate and her son ate. Her whole household could eat when it was just her and her son to eat to die. So God did an atmosphere change And eliminated death. Because we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's why that scripture applies there. Because she wanted to just live by the bread. No, we don't live by bread alone. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What is God telling you? What is God leading and guiding you into? And if it's a vision, it's a call, it's always going to be bigger than you are. But you'll do it if you stay committed and obedient, and listen to the voice of God. Be in obedience. So she did accordingly. She got on track. She stayed focused, and she woke up for a change, an atmosphere change. She woke up to what God was doing. So if you want to hear from God, we need to create an atmosphere conducive to his presence. How are you going to get an atmosphere where his presence shows up? Let's say you're at home. Bible on tape. You start putting the Bible on tape, it starts getting down in your heart. Out of the buttons of your heart, your mouth will start to speak because you're listening to the Bible on tape. Now, at nighttime, if I'm restless and I can't just lay down and go to sleep, I know, Bible on tape. I put it on my phone, I start to listen to it, and I love it. I just go straight down into sleep. If I happen to open my eyes, then I hear the scripture and I learn the scripture. (laughs) Mm because the Bible is on tape and it's all night. It's all night. Now another way, Christian channel, international Christian programming. And we all know Dr. Hansen, that's a good place to start. Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? He sounds the alarm. They need to hear. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Romans ten fourteen. That's why you listen to Christian broadcasting. That's why you listen to Christian programming on the internet. Because there are those that will not even come into a church. But they'll listen to Christian TV, Christian radio. They'll listen to sound the alarm. They'll listen and thereby they get a preacher that tells the truth. And truth sets you free. Also playing Christian praise and worship throughout the day. Play it throughout the day. God inhabits the praise of his people. Psalms 22, 3. But thou art holy, old thou, that inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits the praises of his people. One time I had some trouble, cleaned it up. Six months later, I get called in on it. I'm like, God, now what am I going to do with that? And he was like, with what? Because when he says he throws into the sea of forgiveness, i had a repented of it. He threw in the sea of forgiveness. He goes, what, Paulette? And I said, God, you know the situation. He goes, what? And I said, you know, God, let's talk about me. What am I supposed to do with this? And he said to me, praise me. Mm-hmm. I said, God, I don't want to talk about you. I want to talk about me. I said, what am I to do with this? He said, praise me. And I went, God, God. Come on, tell me, what is the step? Step of righteousness, order of the Lord. What's my step? He said, praise me. And I said, oh, you want me to praise you? <laughs> I have so much fun praising God. I said, oh, you're the alpha. i the omega. You're the beginning of the end. No God before you. No God after you. I got to praising him. I said, I'm going to praise you. You want me to praise you? Now, did the circumstance go away? No. Went to church that night. I had a ball in praise and worship. I praise and praise and praise. Now, what do you think happened? He resolved it and removed it yes. because I said, what am I going to do? He knows how to tell you to do something. Right. He knows how to get you to do what he wants you to do because he wants the best for you. And he wants you to have the desires of your heart, but he knows how to do it. That's why you got to trust Him. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Lean out on your own understanding. My own understanding was, I don't want to talk about praising you. I want you to tell me what to do because I resolved this. I repented of this. And even he wasn't recalling. I said, God, just tell me what to do. He said, praise me. <laughs> I just cracked up. And he smoothed that thing over and went, fuck. Within a little time, fuck. And he got rid of it. And I praise God because praise and worship You put that on, Psalms 95, 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Worship God. When it comes to worship, worship creates an atmosphere where God will move his presence and power and draw the people in to touch them, to heal them, to forgive them, to save them. An invite of God's presence is to move among us and all of those that worship him. 10 lepers. I love it. There's a difference between healing and wholeness. 10 lepers. Son of David, heal us, son of David. And they called him. He goes, Go to the priest and do everything Moses told you to do because they need to have the priest. The order is that the priest declares and establishes the fact that you are healed of leprosy. So the 10 lepers were healed. Okay, now what does leprosy do to you? Your nose your fingers your toes your skin your whatever so he said go to the priest and do what Moses told you to do so then the priest what he will do he'll look and see oh no leprosy no leprosy and declare you you are healed of leprosy go into the community so now they can be among the people and they can take off their leprosy clothes and now they are just a member of the community but one turn back One turned back and he was a Gentile, which Jesus well noted. Ten of you and only the Gentile turned back. And what did it say? Let us bow down, kneel and worship the Lord, the maker. He worshiped him. What did he say to him? He said, go your way for you have been made whole. You know what whole is? Your nose is back fully. Your fingers are all there. Your toes are all there. Your skin is all there. You don't even have evidence that you ever had leprosy because you have been made whole. Healing. I can be healed, but it's the wholeness. Now we pray for our, my stepfather, We prayed for him because he had diabetes, and he was eating a whole handful of sugar. He would never stay away from the sugar. Tons of ice cream, and we just prayed. It took us 20 years, and then all of a sudden, no diabetes. You have no more diabetes. Oh, the left eye is blind. Oh, you're going to lose your eye. Oh, the left eye is back. Total perfect seeing. Oh, we're going to cut off your toe. Oh, we think we're going to have to take your foot. Oh, no, we don't. It's all back normal. We prayed and prayed and prayed and kept prayer on him for 20 years. This is what you have to understand when you're talking about being made whole. Diabetes messes up the other organs. It deteriorates the heart, all the other organs. Those organs can kill you before diabetes does. So he actually, at the end, had a massive heart attack. So I learned that, oh, what does this disease affect in the body? Because you need to be made whole. And God can do it. He can make you whole. Sometimes you're praying for one thing and didn't realize there's other things that can kill you. Like people would say, you know, your kidneys may not kill you, but your other organs can't. I said, oh, no, I pray for wholeness. (laughs) I pray for the whole kit and caboodle. Praise and worship. That's what makes it. So we had in the home, we do tapes, we watch Christian television, internet, Christian programming. We play Christian music and praise and worship. And we speak scripture out loud. Job twenty two, twenty-eight. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Decree a thing, it shall be established. Speak the scripture out loud. When you decree it, who's going to establish? It's God's word. He's going to establish it. When you speak that word, when you say by your stripes, you're healed. When you say that I will live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. When you say it, then he performs it because you're saying his word. Don't say it the way you want to say it. Say the way he said it. And when you said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, say what he said. So when doctors challenged me that, no, you don't, you know, and nurses, uh, you do not have kidney failure. I said, I have supernatural kidney function. And yes, I do, 3%. And they can say it all day. I said, no, God is good. Jesus is the healer. And by his stripes, I'm healed. I have supernatural kidney function. And they don't (laughs) believe it. And they just stare at me and look at me like... And then maybe doctor telling nurse, look at her, like as if she has that. She doesn't have it. But I say what he said so I can get what he does. Amen? Amen. 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 James 4, 8, last scripture. Turn over there. James 4, verse 8. See, if you don't learn your God and your relationship with him, then how are you going to get to know him? How are you going to be with him? If God says you have an atmosphere that needs to be changed, access him. Access the Holy Spirit. He's your teacher. He's the one that's going to teach you all things and bring all things into your remembrance. Access God. Change the atmosphere. When the atmosphere changes, everything the devil means for bad, God will make it good. I'm sure it's his good pleasure to do that. So do and say what God says. James 4, 8 Well, let's go seven. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God. When you resist him and he flees, what's your next step? Draw near to God and he will draw to you. Cleanse your hand, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So then what is the next step to do when you submit to God and resist the devil? You draw near to God. You have to do those things in your life that's going to cause your atmosphere to be right for you so that God can have the best for you. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life and he wants to fulfill it. He wants you to do for him. You are his hands, his feet. When he wants to love on somebody, he sends you to love that person. When he wants to tell someone at the bus stop that he loves them, he sends you to tell Jesus loves you. He sends you to do things for him, to be his mouthpiece, to be an instrument in the master's hands. He sends you to do those things. But your atmosphere has to be right. Your heart has to be right. The things that you do for him has to be right. Because if it's not right, then he's going to sit until you can get it right. The widow woman, she got it right. And she sustained him because she kept obeying obedience is the key. She kept obeying him. She didn't give him any lip about, did you understand that I said I'm just making this meal for me and my son? Did you not hear me? She did not become one of them women. She did not jam Elijah with, stop this nonsense and I'm going to give it to you first. I'm going to give it to me first and then my son. She didn't have that mouth, but she had obedience. And it must have been that's why God went after her. There was a lot of widows in that city. And there was famine. And there was no rain, so things are drying up. But he sends for this woman to get Elijah straight and to get the widow woman straight Amen. along with her son. So whatever your atmosphere is, if it's good, I'm happy for you. If it needs to be changed, change it. Get with God and change that atmosphere. Grab a hold of him and resist the devil. Draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. And everything that he has for you will become yours. And everything that you want from him, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you do it right, he'll add all those things into you. Amen. Amen. I pray that you were blessed with this. And I just ask that if there's anybody in the sound of my voice that needs to accept Jesus as Savior, I ask you just to repeat these words after me. Let us pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. And Jesus, I ask you to be my Savior. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 I think that all of us can say that the message has touched us. You know, a person preaches the word under inspiration of the Holy Spirit because God wants to deal with us. I'll tell you, last week, Debbie Seward-Morris spoke. I think God dealt with everybody. I think God is dealing with everybody today. There's some area that is stagnant that can change so we can move into victory. Again, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. If you need to talk to somebody, 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248. We can talk with you. We can pray with you. We can send you Christian literature. Let our atmosphere change so we can have victory in 2024. God bless you.